0: Welcome to another episode of the Head of Nations podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and across from me is your co-host, Ben. I'm going to flip the script and I'm going to start with what's new in my kingdoms this week, and then I'll pass it on to Ben and he can tell you what's new in his kingdoms. So this week I'm settling into a new role and I've been kind of dealing with this new role recently at work. I've got a bit more authority as far as like oversight of people, and it's something where I'm working on balancing that, like reaching out, making connections, and exercising my authority in a way that is serving others and helping others, and just kind of getting my feet wet with that. So it's something kind of new. I mean, I've always had some kind of leadership in the role that I do, but it's a different kind of leadership now. And so just navigating that and getting used to that while still making connections and networking. So Ben, what's new with you?
1: I've been trying to Really uh-huh. teach self control and model it um and I think that actually is something that I must be I must be learning or be God must really want to teach it to me because I find myself becoming frustrated with with those around me because they demonstrate a lack of self control and so it makes me if there's a there's a lesson there so i think what i need to do as a leader is to control myself which looks like this for me like control the way that i think that i think first you know but, you know so so that whenever the first thing that comes to my mind i i you know i, I go with my gut a lot and i trust my instincts you know a lot a lot of the time that, that is not actually the best thing for me to do. So uh because some of the time I I demonstrate a lack of self control. And so I cannot get frustrated with those in my life when they don't control themselves, when I don't control myself. So I think the mm, yeah. lesson is that. Control yeah. yourself, Ben. Yes. Okay, that's, yeah, that's, that's my king. That's new in my kingdom. Okay, <laughs> it's not new though <laughs> But i'm being confronted with it in waves Okay, so, you know? so you're on the like a big peak right now of A yeah. wave of being confronted
0: with that because I yeah. go through that as well where I tell my kids yes. sometimes my children I'm like, hey listen, you need to calm down a little bit and then I find myself Not modeling that same <laughs> I think I do and then I pause for a second and I think to myself Do I sound calm right now? Yeah, yeah no, I don't okay Let me actually model this. And it's harder to model. Now, I would say there is a time where you do need to be stern. The voice Mm. does need to be raised sometimes. You know, like if one kid is hitting the other one, it's (laughs) difficult to be like, hey, buddy, can you stop punching her? Right? So there is a time for sternness, but I think it shouldn't be the default.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think that's what I have trouble with. And I've always had trouble with this, is my tone. Uh, And... I'm, I'm not good at talking with children. I've, I've found that out. I, <laughs> I, I think I talk with them as I'm talking with adults. I don't have great tone. Mm-hmm. That's where I get into some trouble mm-hmm. because then I'll try to change my tone. When I try to change my tone, they know I'm lying. <laughs> they know it's not. They, dad is not. Nor, he's, now he's condescending. You know uh-huh. Now there's Even another. Patronizing. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, that's funny. So there yeah. you
0: go. Okay, well, uh, we'll pray for you as you work through that, and I'll work through that as well. (laughs) So let's get to the passage of the week, and the passage of the week is in Proverbs chapter 8, and it starts in verse 12, and it's about wisdom. It's going to somewhat tie into the topic of the day, but I love Proverbs, and I really like this passage. So starting in verse 12, I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance evil behavior and perverse speech. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have understanding and power. By me, kings reign and rulers make laws that are just. By me, princes govern and all nobles who rule the earth. I love those who love me and those who seek me, find me. With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. So this is wisdom describing herself. And I find it interesting that wisdom saying, if you possess me, if you find me, you'll have honor and you'll have riches, presumably because you're conducting yourself wisely. But I think a lot of people chase riches and what they think is honor without wisdom. And they may get it temporarily, but they lose those things because they're not doing the pursuit in wisdom. Like when Solomon asked for wisdom... God told him, I'll give you that. And since you didn't ask for riches or glory or the death of your enemies, I'll give you those things as well because you asked for wisdom. So it seems like there's this tie-in where a lot of good things are the result of wisdom, but if you pursue those things on their own, you may temporarily get them, but you're going to lose them because you're not wise enough to keep them. I want to hear your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, and I even think, say say you do get all of these things without wisdom say you do get the riches and the wealth of the world death will take it from you so the ultimate the the, the, the ultimate i think call to wisdom is is fear of the lord you know yeah. and so it it, and it remind, remind, reminds me of the first first things and second things um, where c.s. lewis talks about pursuit of the first thing not the second thing when you pursue the first thing you'll get the second thing lumped in there but it's not the second thing is not your primary pursuit your primary pursuit is the first thing which would be god and so it makes me think of actually um, like Matthew 6:33 yes seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness then all these things that you're worried about all the anxieties that you're you, you that you have on your mind they'll be added unto you it'll be you'll be okay you know and i think that um that when you pursue riches and honor and wealth, ultimately it does fade. Ultimately, it does rust and decay, and and you lose it in the end because you die. But wisdom would say, seek first, seek first God, and then I think that's going to affect the way that you live, right? Yes, um, and the way that you steward. There, I'm yes. setting you
0: up. Hey, <laughs> you just teed that right up. I'm going to knock this out of the park. Okay, so. Ben teed up the intro for what our topic of the week is, and it's managing money or stewarding money. And I had a shift in the way I thought about money. And I think we all think about money at some point in time in our lives, especially if we're heads of households. We need to think about it to be a good steward of the household God has given us, a good provider for those that have been entrusted to our care. We have to pay bills and make sure that our families are fed Right, We have to make sure that we are giving to the ministries that we support. But I thought about money back in the day as a way to buy things. And we do use it to buy things, but I was watching Shark Tank. And I hate to say this, but Shark Tank actually changed the way I thought about money. I'd heard, you know, use money to make money, but I never realized the principle. I'd watched a few episodes and after a while I became kind of convicted that, I was being wasteful with my money because I was only using my money. I was saving. We're a frugal family. We save, right? I'm investing in retirement, but I didn't look at money as a way to grow money. I looked at money as a way to buy stuff. And then I started to realize that really money can also be used to grow money and make more money, right? So like I have a mind, If I just always used my mind for entertainment purposes and consumption, I'd be wasting my mind. Mm. I have money. If I only use my money for consumption and entertainment purposes and pure subsistence, I'm really not being a good steward with it. And so I wanted to use my money to multiply money and grow it, which Proverbs talks about. By the way, the Bible talks about money a lot. And Proverbs talks about money a lot. And it has a lot to say about good ways to use money and bad ways to use money. So I'm not going to read a bunch of the Proverbs. I'm going to give some references. Proverbs 14, 23 is one. Proverbs 24, through 34 as well is another reference. But there are probably about 50 references in Proverbs alone about money. And some address, don't be greedy. Some address, don't be lazy. Some address, you need to provide for those around you, right? Leave an inheritance, things like that. So... Proverbs talks about money, but Jesus talked a lot about money as well. And to me, the fact that most Americans live paycheck to paycheck, most Americans don't have $1,000 in the bank. I think the stat I read was 67% of Americans across the board, and I think I've talked about this on the show before, don't have $1,000 saved Mm. in the bank. They're just like, if the hot water heater goes, they're toast. They've got to go on credit and they've got to have debt, which sometimes that happens, right? But- If that's a pattern, then you're wasting even more money on interest. Mm. And so there's some stress that goes along with that. Because when I was younger, I was not the best money manager. I had credit card debt. I had a job that couldn't support that debt and couldn't support my lifestyle. But I was spending like I did have a job Mm. like that. So I was setting myself up early in life when I was in my teens for failure with money. And that was stressful for me. Like I was stressed all the time because I didn't have it. So kind of like air, you never really think about air until you start to choke. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, air is the most important thing in the world to you, right? So you don't think about money when you're managing it well. You don't think about it as much. You don't stress about it. But if you're strapped for cash and you're struggling, it's all it's you think about. Thing. It's like yeah. an obsession almost because you're like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to pay for my retirement? How am I going pay my, pay my <coughs> to pay my bills today? Yeah. I'm behind in this, that, and the other. So like early on, I I can resonate with people that are living paycheck to paycheck because I lived paycheck to paycheck for a while and had debt. My wife, actually, when we were dating, is the person that really kind of got me thinking in the direction of, if I'm going to provide for a family, I need to be squared away. So I started living much more frugally. But then I started thinking about multiplying money in a way of like being a good steward of it. Don't just let it sit there. Let it do something productive so that I have money to give that I can help those around me out if I need to. Now, I'm not saying that I've multiplied it to a massive state, but Mm -hmm. my goal is that, like where I can help support people that need it in my circle, my family, help support ministries, because ultimately we are servants of the King and He gives us what we have. We're stewards of it so that A, we can enjoy it, but B, that we can use it in His service. So, before I go further down my rant here, uh, which by the way, was longer than I thought it was going to be, I just want to hear what you have to say about this concept of managing money in a godly way, because I think the way that most Americans manage money is not godly,
1: yeah, well, and I think that they i mean we we try to hold on to it, you know we try to it's something that we cling to and find our hope in almost mm-hmm. so whenever we whenever we pursue money as an end we, we as an end yeah. yeah we'll never have enough and, mm-hmm. and so it's and, and so why do we tr- why, why do we put our trust in something that is just well i mean it, it goes away very quickly and can mm-hmm. go away very quickly because of poor poor management but it almost reminds me of uh there's a point in, there's a part in haggai yes in haggai there's that phrase you put money w- in bags with holes in them mm-hmm. and and that is god's even his judgment, for yes. them not pursuing him first. Mm-hmm. So it's like you'll never have enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so for Christian is we we tr- we ought to trust in the one who provides that, yes. And then our stewardship and our, our our obedience to him is is reflected in the way that we that we manage. We trust him, and we trust for him in him to provide. But we also want to reflect him in the way that we spend or the way that we put our money to work. Um, We want to, you know, we want to be about his business and we want to leave a legacy that, you know, when when people think of, of me, when I, when, you know, when I die, that my family was like, man, he was a godly man. He, you know, he took care of us in these ways and, and still taking care of us where he's still a blessing to us. Wouldn't that be amazing? Mm -hmm. Um, If we could actually say that, you know, and be that.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Not for our legacy, but for, for, Really, truly for the lords mm-hmm. um, and, and continue to be a testimony to them
0: right. yeah so first timothy 5 8 is something i go to frequently where if you don't provide for your family you're worse than an unbeliever mm-hmm. worse than an unbeliever i want to like digest that for a little bit if you claim the name of christ mm-hmm. and you don't provide for your family not because like You're disabled and unable to, but if you're able to provide for your family and you don't do it, you're worse than an unbeliever. And so when I think about this, basically I'm called to, as a man, be financially, fiscally responsible to provide for my family, for my kids' needs now and later, for my wife, right? And I'm called to steward things that God's given me well, just like my body. I'm called to take good care of my body, right? I'm called to serve faithfully in the ministry. No matter what it is, even my job, I'm called to do all things as unto the Lord. So when I look at the things that I have and I recognize that even money is a gift from God and I should use it wisely. It's not just something to blow on whatever I want. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying things. Ecclesiastes tells us that. If God gives you riches and he blesses you to be able to enjoy it, that's great. But also... I think we as Christians should have a balanced view of that, that yes, we should save our money and be a good steward with it. We shouldn't blow it all on just pleasures of this world. We should save some, we should grow some, we should provide for my family in retirement. Mm-hmm. Right? If I'm not providing for my wife in retirement and I'm able to, I'm worse than an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. Right? If I'm not providing for my kids now or thinking about providing for their future, I'm worse than an unbeliever. So I think as Christians, if we're able to be disciplined financially to not live paycheck to paycheck, but to responsibly save some, give some, and then spend what we need, you know, buy yourself a Twix every once in a while, you know, something like that. But, you know, but generally speaking, we're called to steward money well as Christians. And you see this, Jesus talks about this in the parable of the talents. He uses a money example to talk about spirituality. It's all connected, and I think Jesus talks about that. If you've been faithful, you've been faithful in the small things, I'm going to make you ruler over many things. Mm-hmm. And I think money is one of those things as well. Mm-hmm. So, if we're not stewarding our money well, we're not bringing glory yeah. to God.
1: When it, you said it, you know, Timothy, you know, the, Paul says to Timothy, you're like, an unbelie- you, you're like an unbeliever, so the question is, like, if you're, if you're not doing this in life, do you know him? Do you mm-hmm. really know him? Yeah. You know, and that's what he, that's kind of what he's asking us right here. Like, don't you know me?
0: Yeah. So uh, this is just really something I was thinking of. I think it's a call to all of us, just a reminder to steward our money well. Mm. We're called to do that. So how do you manage your money? Well, John Wesley, whatever you think of him, mm-hmm. said, earn all you can, save all you can, give all you can. Mm. Right. So that was his mindset of, yes, we should be earning money. And we should be saving a lot of that money that we're earning as a provider in case of need at some point in time. And then of what we have, we should be giving a chunk of that to the ministry. So the mindset was earn all you can, save all you can, give all you can. And that really flies in the face of the culture today, which is earn all you can, spend all you can, go in debt as much as you can, right? (laughs) So I I think really, as believers, we should be thinking about Retirement and saving for that, we should be thinking about what will our kids, if we have kids, need. If we don't have kids, like if you are a young unmarried man, be thinking down the road to providing for your wife and your kids. If you are in your fifties and you are not squared away money wise, like start getting squared away because we are called to be stewards in all aspects of our lives. This is just something that I I've been thinking of recently of that mindset change that God has given me about money to use it much more responsibly for His glory and. To provide for my family, so any parting thoughts on this, Ben
1: no brian sorry i I was just listening and learning. thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: I always put you on the spot, so apologies for putting you on the spot like that. Well, this is a short one, guys, but this is the time that we've been able to carve out this week because we are a bit time poor this week as far as schedule goes, so we'll have to save up more time. Bank that time oh, yeah. But want to thank you all for listening. If you have any feedback, comments, questions, please email us at info at headofnations.com. If you would like to support the show, please go to headofnations.com, click the support tab. And we really appreciate you all listening. If you want to share the show with others or leave a written review, we really would appreciate that. And we thank you for the reviews that you've left so far. And as always, we are the head of our nations. Let's go live like it. Until next time.